Hey friends, well, after a long and for many of you cold winter, are you ready to bring the spirit of the islands into your home? Look no further than Home Threads, where comfort meets coastal living. At HomeThreads.com, you can discover a collection inspired by the tranquility of the beach. From breezy linens to stylish coastal decor, they've got everything you need to turn your home into a seaside retreat, and always at the best value. If you haven't been to the Home Threads website yet, you have to go check it out, see their beautiful bedding, everything they have for your kitchen, lighting, workspace, and a gift guide, which has something for everyone on your list. I'm thinking ahead to Mother's Day, Father's Day, anniversaries, birthdays, and more. So visit homethreads.com forward slash Monica and get a code for 15% off your first order. Because whether you're on the islands or dreaming of the sea, Home Threads brings the beach to you. Home Threads, love where you live. Christian Parenting. Aloha, friends. Welcome to the Monica Swanson Podcast, powered by Christian Parenting. I am Monica Swanson, mom to four boys, wife to Dr. Dave, podcast host and author of Boy Mom and Raising Amazing. Here on the podcast, it is my goal to bring you practical advice and biblical wisdom for raising amazing kids and building strong families. You can always find show notes over at monicaswanson.com forward slash podcast. I'm so glad you're here and I hope you'll be encouraged. Hey friends, welcome back to the podcast. How are you doing? Little check-in here. Everybody doing okay? Okay, anybody out there feel weak today? <laughs> How about ever? If you ever happen to feel weak, which I know I do on many occasions, and I know we all do at various times in our life, today's episode is for you because I have Emily Jensen with me. Emily is the co-founder of Risen Motherhood, which I'm sure you've heard of, a really beautiful ministry website and podcast. Uh, But Emily has written a new devotional called He is Strong, and these are devotions for when we feel weak. And I got a little sneak peek ahead of time at this devotional, and it is really, really beautiful and encouraging. And so if you're looking for a new devo, uh, if you want uh, t- to take a deep dive into just God's heart for you, his strength when we're weak, uh, Emily has a son with disabilities and he's number four of five children. So she's got a busy home and life. And I just really loved getting to know her and her heart in this interview. So I'm not going to say anymore. I just want you to have a chance to hear Emily's heart. She just shares some profound truths and some real encouragement. So whether you're feeling weak today or not, just to tuck it away, store it away for that rainy day when you might feel weak. I hope you can listen. I hope you're encouraged. I hope you can pass this along to some of your friends who might be going through a difficult season as well. Now, before I dive in, do you mind if I just share, um, you know, us podcasters and authors, we're always asking you (laughs) to leave us ratings and reviews. And I wish we didn't have to do that. But I appreciate every single one. And what I want to share with you now is just a recent Amazon review for Raising Amazing because these encourage me so much. This review is over on the Amazon website where you can get Raising Amazing and it was given five stars and this is what 
an anonymous reader wrote. She said, wow, I've literally read over 100 books on parenting. Okay, first of all, that's a lot. Wow. Um, This book is at the top of my list. I can't believe how much I learned from this author. If you are a parent who loves Jesus, you need this book. And that's all caps, guys, all caps. Um, She gives practical wisdom and suggestions that you can use for every child. Whether they're infants or in college, you will learn from this amazing author. All caps again. Wow, I like this person. My favorite part was a scripted conversation she had with her son. I used it right away with my children. I'm so thankful this author decided to share her love for Jesus through this book. Okay. Thank you so much. If you are listening to this and you wrote that review, just know that it really, really blessed me and encouraged me at a time when I'm editing the next book. Wow, these words really encouraged me. So if any of you listening have been encouraged, uh, Boy Mom has lots of reviews. I had a launch team and that helped kind of get their reviews going. Raising Amazing. They're pretty much almost all five-star. I think there's a couple four-star, but they're good reviews. There's just not nearly as many. So would you help out by just taking a minute of your time to go over to Amazon, leave a few words about what you love about Raising Amazing, or even just click on those five stars. And again, I appreciate the same for this podcast, but today I thought I'd just take a second to ask you to leave a rating or review for Raising Amazing. Thank you for letting me ask you here. I try to serve you guys really well. And most of what I do costs nothing. So thank you for giving a little love back, okay? So we are flying it through October, and we've got so many good things ahead. I can't wait to serve you here this fall. Um, But first, let's talk with Emily Jensen um, about this idea of being weak and being okay with it because God, He is strong. So here you go. I hope you're encouraged, and I'll have a few final words to say at the end. Hey, Emily, welcome to the podcast. Oh, thanks for having me, Monica. It's so nice to be here. Yeah, I've been looking forward to getting to know you. Like I mentioned, I've chatted with Laura Whiffler, your kind of partner over at Risen Motherhood, and just loved getting to know her. So I already know I'm going to love getting to know you too. But before we get going, why don't you just give a quick introduction to everyone who you are and all about you and your family? Of course. So um, I have been married to my husband, Brad, for 14 years, and we live in central Iowa with our five kids. Uh, They are all school age now, so kind of that elementary year phase of life. Mm -hmm. Um, We do a lot of stuff in the community, of course, very involved in our local church and then um, are involved in small business here in central Iowa. But most people online know me as the co-founder of the Risen Motherhood Ministry. Um, I currently serve as the content director for that ministry, and I also um, host a podcast with my Mm sister-in-law, Laura, as you mentioned. Um, And so otherwise, I do just some writing on my own. I mean, writing has been a passion of mine for many years, and Probably my biggest passion and calling is just making Christ known and Mm. just sharing how the gospel transforms every aspect of life. So I get to Mm. do that over at Risen Motherhood, mostly related to, uh, you know, family and and being a mom. But then I also like exploring other areas of that in my own kind of online ministry. Right. And what is the age range of your kids right now? Yeah, so my youngest is six and my oldest is 11. So we had five kids <laughs> in five years. You uh, were busy. 
I know. I do have a set of twins, which helps that math kind of work out. But yeah, it was a a really, really busy uh, decade of, you know, kids being young and kind of a whirlwind. I think some, I'm sort of like looking back now and recovering Mm -hmm. from that a little bit. Right. And you were working throughout that whole time. So crazy town. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And wow. I wasn't, um, it's funny cause I look back and when my kids were really young, you know, babies and toddlers and preschoolers, I was just doing a lot of the stuff in the margins. Like I would wake mm-hmm. up at 6am with Laura and we would record in the basement. And then when mm-hmm. everybody got up around seven or eight, I would do the mom thing all day. And, uh, I do a little bit of writing during nap time and mm-hmm. it really wasn't until they were more like starting to get into school age that my ministry stuff started to pick up a little bit more. So it's always been a little bit of a, mm-hmm. you know, just keeping your priorities straight and being flexible and seeing how the Lord provides. And I haven't figured it all out yet. So. Right. Oh, I don't think any of us ever will, but it's a work in progress, right? Yeah. Oh, I love that. And also from looking at your Instagram, and I'll link to all the places over in show notes, but you're also into gardening and grow some beautiful things. Tell us about that journey. Yeah. So about, I think three years ago now, uh, my pastor, uh, as we were having kind of a conversation about resting well, um, offhandedly mentioned someone he knew that had grown a flower garden in order to have a hobby that helped them rest. And, Mm. you know, at first I was kind of like, okay. And for whatever reason, I just could not get that idea out of my mind. And Uh I was not a gardener. I did not have a green thumb. I didn't really know what I was doing. I grew up in some Suburbia, like uh-huh. I, I don't have a homesteading background, but um, we were needing to dig a hole for our trampoline, our in-ground trampoline in the backyard. And I talked to my dad and my father-in-law, and I got kind of everybody in the know. And I said, "Well, you just take that dirt." And put it over here and make it raised garden beds. And uh, so it's been just really, truly trial and error. So mm-hmm. I, I try to grow some cut flowers every year and I'm, I'm learning a lot. I still very much feel like a novice. Right. But are you finding it to be therapeutic? Yes, I yeah. I mm-hmm. love growing things. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and what I love about flowers is they really don't necessarily serve a functional purpose. It's really mm-hmm. just for mm-hmm. the beauty and the enjoyment of it and right. the delight. And so right. it's given me a, a reason to be outside with my kids that gives mm-hmm. me something purposeful to do with my hands. And then I like just spreading the joy of being able to cut flowers and bring them inside or give them to a friend. Yes. It's just so fun. I love that. And yeah, my husband is a hospital physician, but we do have a couple acres. And when he gets off work, he is out there on his tractor, just digging in the dirt. And I know that there's something just really therapeutic about that. So good job. I love that. I love (laughs) seeing all of your Instagram reels with you out there with the flowers. Oh, thanks. So cool. Well, we are going to talk today a little bit about your brand new, as this comes out, it's probably just being released into the world, but you have a devotional called He is Strong. And I would love for you to just kind of tell maybe how this came to be, what made you write it. And then I want to dig in a little bit to this topic. Yeah. So, um, You know, this book really originated with a specific moment in time for me. Mm. Um, In January of 2021, uh, we have a son with disabilities, and he had 
his very first uh, seizure. Um, at the time, I did not know that that's what ha- was happening. It did not present as a typical seizure. Um, essentially, he just stopped breathing. And it was uh, very sudden, very traumatic. And in the wake of that, I found myself needing to process that um, with my pastor and just getting some counseling to know how to think through something traumatic in a way Mm -hmm. that doesn't have significant Mm -hmm. long-term impact on my mental health. And throughout that process, of course, we didn't just talk about that one moment in time. We kind of wove into my feelings Mm -hmm. about other events and things that had happened in my life. And one word that I just kept saying about myself over and over and over again was, I am so weak. I'm just a Mm. weak person. I just, you know, can't handle things well. I just seem like I'm weaker than other people, you Mm. know, and he finally pointed out to me one day, you know, you're saying that word a lot. Mm. (laughs) Uh, Maybe there's a theme there. Maybe there's something to understand. And he said something to the effect of, you should write a book about that. And I said, well, nah, I don't think so. <laughs> you know, I, <laughs> I actually don't like this topic about myself. Right. And so this is something I sort of want to avoid. I don't want to write yeah. about it. But exactly. uh, many months passed and, you know, the Lord just kept pressing that into my heart. Mm-hmm. And I heard one time that people tend to write nonfiction books for one of two reasons. One, because they're an expert in the topic and they have a lot Mm -hmm. of information to share. Or two, because they want to learn about a topic. And writing a book is actually an incredible way to learn Mm -hmm. about something you don't know much about. And so I really, uh, when this idea came to mind, I said, you know, I'm not going to write a systematic theology on weakness. I am not equipped for that, but I would love to pick up the word of God and take my big list of stuff that makes me feel weak to him and see where his word meets that and what he has to say about it. And so from there, just this devotional was born. Mm. And you've done a beautiful job. Like it is such, it's, it's even though it's a uh, devotional style, I wanted to just keep reading because it's just really beautiful and funny. I mean, you've, you've got the whole mix in there. In fact, maybe right now, as we open, I asked ahead if you might share just an excerpt of the book to kind of give everyone an idea of the heart behind what's in this. And then we're going to talk about this thing of weakness a little bit more. Sure. Well, I'm going to kind of jump in in the introduction a little bit when I'm starting to unpack Mm -hmm. um, why I'm writing it and who I'm writing it for. Um, Mm -hmm. Why is it that even under pressure and stress, when life happens, some people seem immovable and press in while others quiver and buckle under the pressure? And why am I the quiver and buckle type, Mm -hmm. hitting my knees and asking for help to remove the weight? Is my weakness a deficit? Is it something I need to change and overcome? Why am I this way? And how can I find strength when I really need it? The devotional you are holding is an outworking of my reflection on the different kinds of weaknesses I began to recognize in myself and a consideration of the hope offered to all of us in the midst of each one. So if you feel weak, if you think of yourself as low capacity, quick to quit, and easily overwhelmed, this devotional is for you. If you struggle with daily tasks because of chronic pain or you're worn thin by the burden of caregiving, this is for you. If you feel like the lowest and the last, perhaps overlooked, or you just don't feel as though you're very good at life, this Mm. is comfort for you. So that's kind of a little bit Mm. of the heart behind Mm -hmm. this and and who this is for and really... 
there's just a lot of scripture in it as well. Yeah. There is. There is. I love that. Well, you talk here in the book about how our weaknesses generally fall into two different categories. Will you tell us what those are? Sure. Well, as I was starting to examine this throughout scripture, I found that, you know, weakness is something that shows up in a lot of different ways because Mm -hmm. the definition of weakness is essentially just lacking something (laughs) that we Mm -hmm. need or want. And so that can (laughs) encompass a tremendous number of things, right? Um, And so weaknesses or thinking of things where maybe we don't have all that we want or we need, or perhaps we find that we are insufficient or inadequate Mm -hmm. some way, well, that can also just be the limitations that God put on our lives. And Mm -hmm. those things can sometimes be good. They're just the reality of the way life is. Um, Mm -hmm. I think one example of that is needing to sleep, right? Like some of us want to achieve so much in a day and we are frustrated with ourselves that we get too tired, right? (laughs) And we're running out of steam. And so we might say to ourselves like, I don't know why I'm so weak in this area. Like, why can't I just stay up later and wake up earlier and just get more Mm. done? And it's like, well, because that is a designed human limitation Mm. that God has given you that you would lay down, you know, for hopefully eight hours in a 24 hour period Mm. and rest and trust him with your work, with your Mm. day while you sleep. Um, So if, if someone is thinking like, hey, I'm really weak because... I want to kind of go outside of the mm. bounds that God has given me. Wow. I'm I really found like hey that's something that we need to still take to the Lord but but there's maybe more of an acceptance that comes surrender. With that. Yeah. Yeah, like a surrender or maybe it's even recognizing hey I am walking through a significant grief in my life mm. right now. I have lost something and that is going to affect my mm-hmm. ability to do life for a while. And I am maybe going to feel like things are extra hard or I'm Mm. walking with a limp or my heart is extra full. And Mm. that's not anything I've done wrong, right? Mm -hmm. That's just a circumstance that God gave me. And so there is Mm. that surrender attitude. Um, And kind of on the the flip side of that, I think, you know, weakness in and of itself is not necessarily a virtue, right? God calls us as Christians to be strong in his Mm. strength. Like we we love the heroes of the faith because they persevered Mm -hmm. in hard times, right? When everything was against them, when they were being persecuted, when they Mm. were um, weary and weren't sure what to do next, they continued on in the faith, Mm. right? Mm -hmm. So we want to be strong. We want to be like that. And sometimes when we are not persevering in the faith, it's because we have some areas of sin that we need to root out, right? Mm. We are not being courageous. We are not trusting God in faith. We mm. are not coming to the Lord. Um, another thing I address in the book is like cowardice. You know, I think that's mm. something that I have struggled with. Wow. And um, so I think Christians tend to kind of put weakness in one of two categories. Either we like glorify weakness and be like, oh, mm. it's so good to be weak. And it's like, mm. yes, God's glory can be seen in weakness, but also we can be like a city without walls and we have not fortified ourselves. That's not good. On the other side, like we can talk about strength and having strength and being a strong Christian and facing everything in life, you know, with tremendous boldness. And we forget that a lot of our hearts feel weak and we leave some of those people in the dust. And so I just found it really depends. And that's why examining your own heart is so important. 
Oh, absolutely. I I love that really balanced approach because I do think when you're seeing what's out there, there's a tendency for people to go kind of extreme one way or another on that. But I think always prayerfully examining our hearts. So good. Hey guys, I want to take a quick second to tell you about a pretty great math curriculum. Whether you homeschool your kids or they go to school but could use a little extra help at home with their math skills, CTC Math is a great option I hope you'll check out. Now, I've written a little review of CTC Math over on my blog. I'll link to that in show notes. Or you can go directly to the ctcmath.com website and see everything that's in there. But I want to tell you a couple of really cool features. See, CTC Math uses adaptive questions. These are interactive questions that change in difficulty depending on your student's ability. They use a smart algorithm that tracks your student's progress and delivers questions based on their needs. The student won't even know this is happening and this helps them build confidence and master concepts. Now I love their video tutorials. They are short like four to nine minutes long so they don't drag it out all day but they keep them interesting, interactive and really fun and their lessons are clear, complete and so easy to follow. Now there's a whole lot more great features that you'll want to check out over at the ctcmath.com website. One thing I love is that CTC Math offers a 12-month money-back guarantee, no questions asked. So really, you've got nothing to lose. Check them out. Let me know what you think. Again, there will be a link in the show notes or go to ctcmath.com and can't wait to hear how you like it. Okay, friends. So I know that many of you are looking for good devotionals for your kids because that's one of the top questions I get from podcast listeners. And that's why Christian Parenting is so excited for you to get your hands on their brand new devotional made just for kids ages 6 to 12. It's called My Time with God. Your kids can use this colorful and fun devotional to read scripture, engage in creative activities, deepen their prayer life, and learn the benefits of spending time with God every day. Over 20 days, your kids will gain a solid understanding of Christian principles like what is prayer, why spend time with God, who is the Holy Spirit, and more. So I know this is something that a whole lot of you have been looking for and you ask me about, so definitely head over to the Christian Parenting website. You can go to cpgive.org, that's the letter CP as in Christian Parenting, give.org, and get your copy of My Time with God for your kids. I know it will be a blessing for you to use this fall. Okay. I want to dive in a little deeper on this topic of weakness because it's something we all experience, but our response to it or how we handle it makes all the difference in the world. So I've learned that it's healthy to acknowledge weakness, to, to take that time to reflect and bring it before the Lord, but also what happens when we get obsessive or focus too much on our weakness? Have you seen just in your years of ministry, what's the caution there? Yeah. Um, you're exactly right. It is important to acknowledge the things that we lack, our insufficiencies, mm-hmm. our inadequacies. But I like to say that, you know, staring at a weakness more and more and more never made it go away. Mm-hmm. Um, that's actually not how we resolve things as mm-hmm. Christians. Um, mm-hmm. Another way to think of that is that it can become nasal, navel gazing a little <laughs> yes. bit. Um yeah. 
And the word of God really calls us to behold Christ. Um, We look to Christ so that we can become more and more like him. And we also look to Christ as kind of the source of our strength that keeps us running the same race, right? It's we're looking to him, the founder, the perfecter of our faith. Um, And that gives us endurance when we see what he did for the joy that was set before him, the way that he sacrificed, the way that he loved us. Um, And that is that kind of selflessness, self-forgetfulness, you might call it. I think Tim Keller uses that phrase Mm -hmm. is what allows us to go. Yep. I have these weaknesses. I have these inadequacies, but I have tremendous faith in the Mm. way God can work in and through those, especially Mm -hmm. as I'm continually turning to him. And so I think this idea of, you know, seeing our weakness the next thing we need to do is turn around and give it right to the Lord. Um, Mm -hmm. And there is real humility in kind of knowing that we don't have it all together and being able to keep walking forward anyway. Um, I think a lot of us want to clean ourselves up and get our whole lives in order and, um, you know, feel like we're doing everything right. Like it's, it feels painful for us to have to like, fail in front of others Mm -hmm. or have others see us in like a vulnerable place. And yet when we walk forward in our lives in vulnerable places, in tender places, without all of the resources and abilities that we want, Mm -hmm. God sustains us through that, then he gets glory. And so it's really a beautiful thing. It is so beautiful. And I I love that you're talking about this, even because my devotions recently, I feel like I've just been camping out. But I think there is something just so freeing about that humility uh, when you recognize that we were never meant to be the strong ones, that God's strength is made perfect in our weakness. Uh, that's a topic I could hang out on a long time. And I think <laughs> when you get that right view of yourself, it's it like Tim Keller says, it's not about thinking less of yourself. It's just thinking more of God and thinking rightly of yourself. So yeah, that's so good. Okay. Well, you've worked with moms a long time. And is there certain areas of weakness or challenge that you've seen pop up the most in women, especially more recently? Mm. You know, I think moms have the tendency, you know, turning back to the topic we were just talking about a little Mm -hmm. bit to um, really fixate on all the ways that we Mm -hmm. are lacking. And I guess just even to break it into a couple of different categories, I've noticed that, um, you know, women or moms in particular tend to fit into like one of two categories in their thought life. And one category of moms like sees their weakness and can a little bit spiral into a pity party. Mm. So there is this sense that I, it's it's not my fault and I've tried everything and nothing is working. And, you know, no matter what I try, it fails. And, you know, no matter how early I wake up, my kids wake up just as early. And so I can't do these things that I want to do. And, you know, we just kind of spiral in that and like sit in that. And I think there are a lot of things online that encourage us. Oh, yes. You know, like we see our weakness and we're like, just sit down. And Uh. I will say like, I, if there is a ditch and I'm going to say the other one in a minute, but I am familiar (laughs) most with this ditch. Mm. I can just kind of give up when I see Mm -hmm. my own weakness and I forget the hope and the help that I have in the Lord. Mm. The fact that 
no, that's not where God wants me to stay. Yes, he wants me to see my weakness, but he wants me to come to him so that he can help me to do yeah. the good works that he has um, you know, set out for me to do mm-hmm. so that I would not grow weary of doing good and not give up. But on the flip side of that, I think moms, especially in the age of social media and Google and just all the, the information, have the tendency to want to like ignore their weaknesses as mm-hmm. much as possible because there's a fear that my weakness mm. proves that I am an incapable mom mm. and I, I cannot face that. I yeah. don't want to see that. And so there is this real reliance on self and this real pride of I'm going to get all my methodologies right I'm going to get all my ducks in a row. My kids are going to have all the right things, whatever I've deemed as the mm-hmm. right lifestyle for a mom to have. I'm going to make sure my kids have that. Mm-hmm. And if if we're not accomplishing it or we face a roadblock, I am going to become the research queen and the advocate. Mm. And I am going to become the mama bear. And I oh, yeah. am going to um, fight for my family no matter what, because I am a strong mom. Wow. And I can endure anything that happens and and I can fix any mm-hmm. boo-boo and I can become the doctor and I can become the, you know, all of those different things. And I oh, think yeah. on that side, there is a failure to humble ourselves and yeah. to say, you know what? I am not going to be enough all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be adequate. I am insufficient, but I can rely on Christ's sufficiency and I can, God wants me to rest too. Like God yes. wants me to, to trust yes. him. So I see a lot of those oh, two narratives yeah. playing out a lot. Oh yeah. And as you were saying, each of them, I'm sure we all had pictures in our yeah. head of those Instagram feeds and, and we probably bounce back and forth ourselves yes. between kind of landing in either camp. One thing I don't think I'm the only one that wants to circle back to the opening and you shared about your son. Can you update us? How how did things go from there and where are you at now with that? Yeah. So um, he ended up uh, about a year later being officially diagnosed with epilepsy. Um, He ended up having a subsequent seizure and that really helped confirm and explain a lot of things that were going on that we weren't understanding. Mm. He actually has a rare genetic syndrome that causes just a multitude of developmental delays. So he is nonverbal. He just started walking independently last year and he's eight now. Um, and he also has intellectual disabilities. And so just Mm -hmm. that was kind of put on top of a lot of other things that we were already dealing with. And, and for a year, um, you know, seizures became a regular part of our lives and, Mm -hmm. you know, praise the Lord, I think through a lot of different doctors and prayer and all kinds of things. Like Mm -hmm. he's at a place now where his seizures are managed on medication. Um, and you know, with some lifestyle changes and things. Mm -hmm. So, um, still a lot of challenges, still a lot of fears Mm -hmm. that we've had to walk through, but no doubt like that, I think some of dealing with some of the things that we've had to deal with related Mm -hmm. to his disability have been, just some of the weakest moments in my life and some of Mm -hmm. my biggest feelings of inadequacy and just being tired, honestly, Mm. Um, being tired and being not sure how I can endure and do all the things that I have to do and still, you know, handle some of these really scary things. So that's been a big process for me. And I I write some more about that throughout the devotional. If, Mm -hmm. you know, people are interested in that, I, I, I chronicle a little bit of our journey through some Mm -hmm. of those, but it's been a long road. 
Yeah. And where does the son fall in line as far as birth order with your other kids? He is our fourth. So he has three okay. older brothers and one okay. younger sister. And, you know, I, it's really been interesting because in some ways the care that he takes just individually mm. matches the care that all four uh-huh. of them take. I imagine. Um, so I, I, I often feel like I have two kind of totally different motherhood, um, mm. mothering roles, you know, the, the type yeah. of role that I, I, pr- I play with him is, is quite a bit different than with my other right. kids. And there's, there's typically like a tug and pull there for, mm. for attention, for needs being met. Um, mm-hmm. and a lot of times his needs are more, uh, urgent. They're more mm-hmm. in your face. Sure. Um, and yeah. so it's, you know, we've really, my husband and I have been through a lot with, you know, counseling and just talking to wise mentors and other parents to understand what, you know, we can do to be faithful in the different roles that God's given us. Right. That's huge. Well, God bless you as you walk through that and and navigate. I'm sure that there's there's a lot of unknowns that just keep drawing you back to your knees and to God's strength. So yeah, that is definitely. so good. Uh, before we close, I did want to touch on your story of the song, Jesus Loves Me. And I know that's woven throughout this book, but it really did hit home for me as well, because when my firstborn son was born, he actually had some seizures in the first 24 hours of birth. And mm-hmm. we went through kind of a scary time and he was medicated for much of his um, first year of life. But I had memories that kind of, you you were bringing back memories as I read your story of caring for your son and this song coming to you because I have memories of pushing my son in a stroller and my husband was in his medical school years. And so we were living kind of in a place far from everyone. And I remember I have a terrible voice, but I would just walk these roads and just sing songs and I would always land back on Jesus Loves Me. So when I read yours, I was like, oh, this just brings back such special memories. Um, But can you just tell a little bit of that story for you personally and about the song as well. Of course. Uh, so as you, as we've talked about, you know, our son has just had a variety of challenges. And so mm-hmm. he's really been the one over the years that will wake up periodically in the night and there's really nothing specific that he needs. You know, it's not a drink of water. There's nothing wrong. He just is has some discomfort or something going on and he needs Mm -hmm. to just be held. So Mm -hmm. I have spent a lot of time rocking him and our rocking chair. And, you know, I could never really bring my phone into the room. I know for some people when they're nursing a baby, that's an option because he would get distracted by the light and it would wake Mm -hmm. him up. Mm -hmm. So I would sit there with him in the rocking chair and I would honestly get a little bored. And so I started singing a little bit just to fill the time and it would help Mm -hmm. soothe him and fall help him fall back asleep. And I would loop through all the different hymns that I had memorized. Mm -hmm. I also do not have a great singing voice. So, you know, just me and him and the Lord. And as I would get tired and he would get tired, we would always come back to uh, the song, Jesus loves me. And I would sing that over him. You know, so many times I would just do it, Mm. repeat, repeat, repeat. Mm. And I was just amazed one Sunday because I showed up to church and we were singing. Jesus loves me as a congregation, but I realized mm. for the very first time that it is a full hymn. Yeah. There yeah. are four stanzas. Right. Um, and the hymn itself really goes through the gospel from cradle to grave. And mm. it provides comfort for um so many different areas of weakness that we have. And so it that song really became so much more precious to me. Mm. And I just thought, wow, I wish everyone knew that this mm-hmm. was such a beautiful hymn. And 
one of the things I learned about the song, uh, I did not include this fact in the book, but um, it was actually a song that soldiers sing to one another on the battlefield when they wow. were dying, um, wow. when it was first written. And that was part of what popularized it um, because mm. it really even talks about Jesus being with you all mm. the way to the end of your life. Mm. And uh, so it's, it has such a, the, the song has such a tenderness to it. Mm-hmm. It does. Oh, I love that. And everyone can read how that weaves throughout your story in the book. And it's just so beautiful. And you include all the stanzas in the book too. So people yeah. can check that out. I love it. All right. Well, what would be your greatest hope for people reading He is Strong? What's your, what's your heart's desire for those who get to read this? My heart's desire is just that it would be a relief to you mm. that you could kind of go <sighs> you know, about your, your weaknesses. Um, mm-hmm. I really have a heart for people who mm. are struggling with feeling like they're not enough. Yep. And mm-hmm. I truly want to be a friend that comes alongside mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. and points you to Christ and mm-hmm. says, there is hope. There is a way forward. Mm-hmm. Jesus loves you. Mm-hmm. Um, there are going to be some things that might be hard to face mm-hmm. about yourself. There might mm-hmm. be some areas of repentance that need to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, some areas where God is going to want to grow you in, mm-hmm. in his strength. Mm-hmm. But it's it's a good journey, right? Mm-hmm. Like journeying with God is, is a good journey. Uh, so my hope is that people would be able to read this and find find hope and help and be able to move forward. Mm, I love that. Beautiful. Well, Emily, I love your heart and I love your ministry. And I'm just so grateful for you and proud of you for all you're doing. If people want to just find and follow you online right now, where can they find you? Sure. You can find me on Instagram at Emily A. Jensen um, or my website, emilyajensen.com. And kind of all the info is in those two places. That's right. Well, I'm excited for everyone to get to check out this book. It's a great gift, but I also think we all need to get ourselves a copy. So uh, thank you so much for being with us today. God bless you and just keep up the great work. Oh, thank you for having me. You bet. Aloha. Okay, friends, I hope you were encouraged by Emily's words. And if you're looking for a devotional, we'll have a link to He is Strong over in the show notes, as well as links to anything else we talked about and a few other notes. And you can find those show notes at monicaswanson.com forward slash Emily dash Jensen. And that's J-E-N-S-E-N. All right, friends, God bless you. Thank you so much for hanging out with me and for spreading the word about this podcast. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week. And until next time, aloha. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.